zone the first weekend in the box where we had the full slate yeah soccer nfl college football trifecta it, it was a it was a trying week <clears throat> let me tell you i was up a lot of hours watching a lot of football it didn't help that the uh colorado colorado state game went until two in the morning and then basically all the nfl the next day i i was very very sleepy by monday but uh I, I'd say, once again, I, I thought college football. It was still a most, lean slate. It just it hasn't grasped me yet to the point of where I'm like, this is a good college football season, and I think that some of that has to do with we haven't had great matchups, and some of the teams I think everybody thought would be really good yeah. are sort of. Eh, mediocre, and the teams that are really good, or at least we think are really good, have played just cupcakes yep. over and over. Uh, but uh, let's get into college football in week three, and we'll talk about one of those big boys who we think is really good. The first, uh, do we want to call it a test? At least team with some talent on it, so they yeah. have to play. Uh, Georgia, South Carolina. I, I think this sort of went pretty much how both of us thought. South Carolina got off to a hot, yeah, gave him hot start, gave him a big fight, and then by the second <clears throat> half, uh, Georgia's defense decided it, it no longer wanted to mess around and shut down South Carolina. Pretty good offense is still, I, I think, a work in progress, but I thought it looked pretty good. But uh, uh, in that second half, I mean, the, I it was basically split two halves. Georgia was mediocre that first half. Second half, they. Looked like a, a contending football team. What did you make of that Georgia South Carolina game? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, South Carolina jumped on them early. I th- I think Georgia's susceptible. Uh, like their do- their defense isn't as dominant as it was last year. I don't think uh, they lost a lot of good players. Heck, that lineman that went to Philly might be the best lineman in the NFL already. Uh, Micah might. <laughs> well, I don't know what you consider Micah Parsons, but uh, a defensive uh, menace would but, probably but yeah, be the word. Uh, losing Carter was huge. He's he's just been yeah. immediate impact in the NFL. So I, their defense isn't quite as dominant, and they still, you know, they had their issues offensively last year, but their their defense was so dominant they could overcome it. And it's a little bit about the same kind of offense yeah. this year. Uh, newer quarterback, so uh, I think that's the step down we're seeing offensively. But uh, I just I don't know if they're going to be able to go on a run like they had the last couple of years. They they look beatable. Yeah, uh, and and South Carolina is not you know no. a, a powerhouse. They're mid range. Question SEC. to you: We'll get to some of the other SEC games, but uh, I mean I think we have to admit it's probably a down year for the SEC. Yeah. I have not seen any of the teams look exactly like they've probably looked for, you know, I'd be, go on 15 to 20 years. Uh, you know, we won't talk about Alabama, but they're clearly offensive line issues. Yeah. We'll get to Tennessee and Florida here in a little bit, but uh, neither of those teams, I'd say, look as uh, 
Florida doesn't look like a elite team, and Tennessee does not look as dominant as they were last year. Uh, you saw Arkansas lose uh, to BYU. LSU, uh, you know, struggled with Florida State. Looked great again. We'll talk about that game in a little bit. So, with what you've seen from the SEC, do you still think there might be a Georgia loss in there? Because uh, now I, I'm a little worried that there just isn't enough talent in the SEC to sort of knock them off their I, I, uh, And you look at their schedule. Um, yeah. They've got a very favorable schedule. I think their toughest one on the schedule is going at Tennessee yeah. in November. Um, so I, I think they might be able to run the regular season slate. It, it'll be an SEC championship game type of thing. I don't know. Um, if they just get matched up against somebody that's hot offensively, uh, and, you know, South Carolina did that on them for a half. Uh, now Georgia figured it out yeah. and made the adjustments they needed and put them away. But uh, if there was a team that they couldn't figure it out against that, maybe they drop one. But I, I'm just not seeing it. I yeah. mean, like you said, you know, we've said Georgia's down a little bit, but so is everybody else in the yeah. SEC. It's so just uh, one of those off years in the SEC. Yeah, maybe uh, college football. Maybe college football, <laughs> uh, honestly. And uh, we'll flip to one of the teams I think is actually probably – you could talk me into being the best in college football, at least right now in Washington. Uh, there, uh, I, you say a test, but I mean, there's a lot going on at Michigan State right now. Uh, plus, I don't think either of us think Michigan State is all that great of shakes uh, beforehand. But you, you have to be impressed with what Washington's done. I mean, Boise State, Michigan State are teams with at least comparable Division One level talent with some NFL talent sprinkled in there. Mm-hmm. And they that offense just looks ridiculous. I, I think the first question I'd ask is, I, I think we both thought Michael Penix was a good quarterback. Yeah. But, I mean, you watch him right now. Uh, he's not Caleb Williams, but he's just an elite, elite quarterback right now hitting just crazy passes. Yeah, and, the, and the, the play calling benefits yeah. that. I mean, they're just, they are not afraid to sling it. Every every play just down the field. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see when they run up against these other uh, Pac-12 solid teams. But even then, that'll be more of a shootout than a defensive yeah. battle. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I like Washington. I'm I'm that would be the thing. What do you think of Washington's defense? Uh, it's looked better, but you know Boise State's offense has been a struggle all year long. Uh, Michigan State's offense, you know. It is no great shakes either. So I don't think we quite know, you know, if that Washington team uh, defensively uh, can bring it uh, versus the elites. But offensively, I think they're going to put up 35, 40 points versus yeah. basically anybody. Uh, last question on Washington here. Do you think uh, DeBoer will stick around? Because I, I think there's going to be some SEC shakeup here uh, coaching-wise in a couple places just because it hasn't been good. Does he make that move or is I, – I, I think Washington is a good job to have and a big enough job to have. Does he make that move? Or they're one of the ones he, going to the Big Ten, correct? Uh, yes, they're one of the – they're the Big okay. Ten ones. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't see any reason to bolt then. Yeah, that's what I I, I don't see because, any reason. But I mean, with the job he did at Fresno, and now you're seeing the job he's doing at Washington. And Washington's got boosters. Yeah. I mean, they can pay him. Yeah, I think he's probably comfortable there. You know, Chris Peterson stuck there till he you know burned out a little bit. Uh, 
but it, I, I'm impressed with what DeBoer did. We, we've both been big fans of his all the way back at his Fresno State days and yeah. what he's doing offensively. That, that offensive coordinator deserves a lot of credit, too. I think he'll probably get a coaching job here in the next couple of years. Yeah, especially if you know, Penix stays on this pace. He's He's going to be a Heisman Trophy yeah, candidate for definitely sure. Definitely so. All right, uh, let's go to the Tennessee Florida games. Uh, this, I, I think everybody that we talked to was could sort of see the writing on the wall. We, we both saw it kind of yeah. coming. Uh, um, we didn't quite know what level Florida is, but Florida did what uh, the Florida Billy Napier just likes to do dominated defensive line, dominated offensive line. That's how they win football games. It's not. The most beautiful thing to watch, but this was Billy Napier game in a whole uh, in this one. Well, they just they the the first half they dominated ball control, yeah. uh, just completely took it out of Tennessee's offense. Uh, I, their offense had twenty two snaps the entire first half, um, and then like you said, dominated both sides of the line. They were able to run the ball really well and uh, just not make mistakes, uh, and and they controlled it from there. Uh, pretty much built up enough in the first half to keep it out of reach. Yep. Uh, Tennessee, is this a sign of more things to come down the road, or what? does it does it get better? I, I, it's I, hard to for me to quite tell because there's definitely something missing from the offense this year that last year they just had. Well, I, I think one thing you've got to look at is just the deficiencies on the offensive line. Uh, Tennessee lost two guys to the NFL draft off the offensive line. Um, you know, their starting center's been out all year, yeah. hasn't played a game yet. And, and you know, they've also got two wide receivers drafted into the NFL draft. So replacing a lot of pieces on the on the offense. And, and of course, you know, Hooker going and, yeah. and bringing in Milton, although I don't think Milton was the reason why they lost this game. He had one crazy uh, chucked interception from where the offensive live completely broke down. But we saw a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, and um, But I think a lot of – your future outlook on Tennessee kind of depends on where you were at the beginning of the year. We were both a little bit more reserved. We thought eight, nine wins is probably the window. Um, a lot of uh, mainstream media and, and, of course, the local guys here were, you know, oh, 10 and 2 is the bottom line. And I just – I thought repeating what happened last year uh, with this team was pretty much a, a long shot yeah. to begin with. So if you were going to hit that 10 and 2 mark, that Florida game was a must-win. I don't think you're going to get there. I, I still think eight or nine is the realistic yeah. picture. Um, they've got a couple of opportunities to get right. They've got uh, UTSA this weekend. They get to host South Carolina at home in Neyland, and then they get a bye week. So they've got a little bit of time to figure some things out. Uh, they really need to figure it out on the offensive side of the ball. It just doesn't seem like like last season. A lot of guys were getting drawn open, yeah. and guys and Milton just had to you know, just basically toss the ball their direction and they would be open. Yeah. Uh, and we're just not seeing guys running that open. Yeah. Maybe it's defenses have had another year to study Heupel's offense. They also lost Golish to South Florida, so maybe new play caller. But I still think Heupel's the main play caller. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was disappointed. I, I hoped Tennessee could win this one, but I, I was kind of cautiously pessimistic going in. I kind of saw, especially in my 20 years, past 20 years history of watching the Vols going into Gainesville, it's it's never a good situation, no matter how good each team is. Yeah. Be interesting uh, to sort of see if this offense, it'll be interesting to see which one, but we won't talk Alabama, but uh, which offensive line fixes itself first, because I, I don't know which one's playing worse right now. Uh, I I Yes, Tennessee probably has the better, at least, quarterback situation. No. I think if they can get their center back, it would fix a lot of things. Um, 
both teams' offensive line uh, issues. I think they, are leading to disappointing plays. Well, they also had um, their guy that's been uh, working right tackle all year uh, did not play uh, <laughs> uh, Saturday, and it comes out that he had a, a minor citation for possession mm-hmm. on the Thursday prior to the trip. So uh, I think that was a punishment situation. They let him play special teams, which was odd, uh, but he didn't play offensive line at all in that game. So uh, that was really two pieces missing yeah. off the offensive line. All right, uh, flip to another SEC game, uh, LSU mistake. Uh, we, I was I was surprised by this one. Well, I, it's just one of those things. We we got the Jaden Daniels that looks like the uh, best quarterback in college football. It's uh, you you never know where the roulette wheel is going to drop yeah. on his play, and uh, you got the drop where uh, he ran the ball, he passed the ball, like just an elite college quarterback, and, and they win him there and uh, beat up Miss State uh, pretty good. Uh, does this sort of spin off into LSU sort of taking off now, or is it always sort of be conducive on how Daniels plays? I, I think this potentially could spin off into them being the top runners for the West. Um, Alabama's so. Alabama's got their issues, and 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 you know it's 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 something of a monkey off your back to get that one loss yeah. out of the way. It was fortunate it was a non conference loss, um, so they they've already taken some learning opportunities from that one, and, and hopefully uh, fix some things. But yeah, they look just dominant against Mississippi State on the road. Yeah, I it was just a, a walk away, and then you look at it and you're like, oh, this is why people like Jaden Daniels. Now next week, now <laughs> I will say. They have probably one of the worst in-game coaches yeah. in college football, and Brian Kelly. He makes just terrible decisions left and right. He can recruit, put great teams together, but uh, uh, tends to find ways to lose games sometimes. So a little worried about that. Yeah. But LSU's offense looked unstoppable. Yeah, it was it was something to watch uh, last week. Uh, last one, not a huge matchup, but uh, I just put this in here because I've, I've sort of been paying attention to him uh Throughout the season, because I bet against them the open week, and then I, I've been riding them pretty hard in my bets. And uh, Liberty looks like a legit football team right now. Their yeah. their offense looks just ridiculous. The coaching staff has gone in there and and gotten that thing flowing a little quicker than I think I thought they could. And I think this is a, a legit team right now. It's sort of everything. I think they wanted to be under Hugh Freeze, but uh, what they are right now, I, I was just, I was impressed they went into Buffalo and scored like 55 points. Yeah, you know, I didn't have any doubt that Jamie Chadwell was going to be able to go into Liberty and build a good team. I just did not think it would be this fast. I don't know if enough guys stayed over from Hugh Freeze's recruiting days, but uh, he's got this thing rolling uh, and, you know, maybe have a, a team built just as good as his coastal team in one year. Yeah. It, it's And you can definitely see the the um you know the decline in coastal with yeah. with him gone as well. Yeah. Well, I was going to we'll flip <clears throat> uh, some week 4 previews Thursday. I think there's an interesting game here in Georgia State who started out 3 and 0, Coastal Carolina who lost that opening game, but I I think I've looked better the last two weeks. Uh <laughs> Six and a half points. I, I still think Coastal gets a little bit of a favorable line here, but I, I'm curious your thoughts looking at this. Uh, you know, is Coastal going to sort of take off here? Because uh, I think they're starting to hit their stride offensively. I don't know defensively. That'll be the question because they played two teams in a row that aren't great offensively. Can this Georgia State team come in here, put points on them, force them to, out of what they want to do, or 
you think Coastal Carolina is sort of ready to take off here and make that run in the Sun Belt as sort of this kicks off the Sun Belt season? I mean, it's a good opportunity. I think Georgia State's been playing pretty good defense yeah. as well, and uh, not much of a you know scary situation for no. Coastal to go into here. So um, it is an early, a midweek game, so it'll be interesting to see what the crowd's like. I don't think it's going to be much of a factor. Uh, but Georgia State's looked well. They've yeah. been impressive. Uh, so this is a good opportunity for Coastal to convince themselves that they, you know, get over really get over that yeah. week one loss and just be like, all right, let's let's get back to what we are. Yeah. Once again, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough about the Sun Belt teams. Uh, you know, there are a lot of really really good, you know, Sun Belt teams playing good football right now. I, if you're watching sort of a, a lower tier conference play football, I, I I'd watch a lot of Sun Belt football. It's just it's good football overall with a lot of really really good teams. Friday, uh, we have Wisconsin and Purdue. Uh, this is interesting to me because, uh, you know, once again Wisconsin, I, I thought looked like garbage first Georgia Southern. Uh, they needed six interceptions to uh, sort of even remotely uh, win that game. And even then, in the first half, it was 14-14 when they got three interceptions. And Purdue, good win the week before versus Virginia Tech, played Syracuse at home uh, last yeah, but- week. Virginia Tech might be one of the worst yeah. D1 football teams <laughs> in the country. Uh, Them and Virginia probably give a run for each other's I money. I think so. It, <laughs> it might be that James Madison's the best team in Virginia right now. Um, but I actually watched Purdue, uh, you know, mostly because I've had bets on them one way or the other uh, every week. They aren't awful, but they aren't great. And I don't think this Wisconsin team here. Six, Wisconsin midweek late night game in Purdue. Does Wisconsin go in there and sort of dominate? Because I'm looking for a second team out of that other side of the uh, Big Ten bracket. I I think we're getting close to scratching off Illinois here. Uh, (laughs) I have not liked anything I've seen from Wisconsin, or is this just going to be all these other teams are going to be awful? Maybe Nebraska can turn it around. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Basically, it's Iowa, and then a huge drop-off here. And they've already got the win over Iowa State. Is there any of these teams you think can move up a level? Because Purdue's the one I have my eye on that maybe – Maybe they can sort of put something together uh, here, but uh, I- I'm not sold totally on anybody else out of that side of the uh, Big Ten. I don't know. Um, and, and, you know, I don't hate Wisconsin in this matchup. I know they looked terrible, yeah. uh, but how much? How, here's my thing. How much, uh, you know, over the last two weeks, do you think they were preparing for Georgia Southern? I don't know, but <laughs> they might want to prepare. I'm just saying. Maybe they've been looking ahead to this Purdue matchup. They know that division's vulnerable. Wisconsin's, you know, historically a really good football yes. team. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I actually kind of lean Wisconsin here. Yeah, uh, I probably don't, I'm so. Not as, I don't like Purdue as much as you, I guess. I, I don't know if I like them. I'm just <laughs> I'm searching for somebody to, to take out of that uh, division that isn't Iowa and uh, – I don't know if I can find it. I think you probably just better off putting your whole bank load on Iowa to win that division because nobody has really impressed me other than Iowa. I think Iowa's, I don't want to say good, but defensively they're solid and offensively they seem to be back into their Iowa mode where they can 
I think kind of they like, hey, we get 21 points. <laughs> we hold the other team to less than 21 <laughs> points. That's sort of what it is. It's like our goal, 21. Any way we can get there, then we're fine. But uh, I, I'm searching for somebody in that division. The only one who's looked like they have some players, I, I thought, was Purdue. I haven't been impressed with Wisconsin. I don't know if they can put it together, though, Purdue. So I, I, I'm searching still. The one who probably should uh, win that side or petition to go to that side, Rutgers, 3-0 and now, my boys. And I... I Guess you could say this is sort of Michigan's first test. First, at least someone with a, a half pulse. Twenty-four points here uh, versus Michigan. Do they continue to cruise? No Harbaugh again in this one. Uh, Rutgers even got to thirty points two weeks in a row. Can Rutgers give up any sort of problem here? Or, uh, you know, Rutgers is going to. Beat the bad teams, lose to the good teams. I, I don't think they stand any chance in this one. I just think Michigan's defense is too dominant. They're just going to out-physical this Rush, Rutgers team. Um, now, I don't know how many points Michigan's going to score. I think this is going to be a, a kind of a ugly game, but I, I, I do think Michigan – I don't know if they cover the 24. I think they definitely win by more than two touchdowns, yeah. though. Somewhere in that 14 to 21 range. Yeah, I think we'll sort of see also how real Rutgers – But I also here. think – Rutgers is going to go in with, to the game with the strategy. Let's slow this thing yeah. down as much as possible. Let's make it a trenches game. Now, that's kind of what Michigan likes. Yes. So that's going to be a, a struggle for them. Yeah, definitely so. I, I'm just interested. We got a 3-0 and Rutgers uh, now, and uh, I we just haven't seen Michigan play anybody. So, And we haven't really been able to talk Michigan football maybe Next week, we can at least bring uh, We're not too far <laughs> away from some Penn State, Ohio State, yeah. Michigan matchups, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm interested just to see how... I think this is more a barometer of where Rutgers sort of is program-wise. Yeah. If they can at least <clears throat> fight enough in the trenches to hang around more than... you know. Well, they I, can still have a very good year yeah. for Rutgers and lose this game. That's what I mean, I, they're on pace to get seven or eight yeah, at this that's point. That's what I, I think that's Which where, is tremendous for Rutgers. I think when we talked about in our preview show, I was like, I think they can get to six. I'm well, now, their over-under was, what, four and a half? Yeah. And, and I, I think you took that over. Yes, and I am, I'm now like, they might be able to get to seven or eight if this team's legit. Yeah. You know, and... I think I'm going to see how legit they sort of are here in this. Well, it's, it's one thing I've noticed, uh, especially the last few years, really following college football, is the lower tier teams. You can really tell the coaching yeah. advantages and disadvantages. Where where a, a good coach at a lower tier team is going to find ways to win games, mm. where a bad coached lower tier team is going to find ways to lose those games. Mm -hmm. and, and I, I, you know, as much as I didn't want Shiano at Tennessee, he's still a pretty good football yeah. coach. He, I. You don't have to like him, <laughs> which not many people do. But he wins football games, so I mean, at, at Rutgers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can, if you can, I mean, both stints he's been at Rutgers. If he can get them, you know, bowl teams, that's yeah, awesome. Uh, that's that's what he did before. We'll yeah. see if he can sort of redo it again. The Champions League game is on. We're <laughs> being distracted by uh, Real Madrid and Union Berlin. A uh, couple post shots here. <laughs> so uh, I was wondering what was going on. I was like, is he having a, a seizure or something over here next to me? No, he's... No seizure, just uh, uh, 
my uh, ADHD brain is <laughs> multitasking on about four different things at once. Anyway, uh, let's move to, this is probably, uh, I you know, to a second biggest game, maybe biggest game, depending on if you're in the Midwest or if you're in the South. But Florida State goes to Clemson. Uh, Florida State, interesting game over the weekend. Uh, I think it was an overlooked game. Yeah. Boston College always difficult to go to, especially in that early time slot. And uh, actually, I've watched Boston College a couple times now. Their offense is kind of freakishly good. Their quarterback's really, really good. So uh, I don't sort of mark that as, oh, that's a terrible sort of game. Let's downgrade Florida State. Any Travis didn't look as good as he's looked. They go to Clemson, who, you know, after... Uh, being awful in that Duke game is, I don't want to say looked better, but they've at least put some points on the board. We go to a real game here in Death Valley. Uh, Clemson getting two points. It's probably been a long while since they've been underdogs in Death Valley. Uh, you seem to lean heavy Florida State. Yeah. I told you. I, I'm already nervous. <laughs> my, my picks aren't finalized. I, but, uh... I'm taking my... Uh, I my head is always already leaning to taking Clemson at home in Death Valley. What do you make of this game? Because I'm actually kind of intrigued by it to see maybe just a blip by Clemson, or is Florida State going to go in there, roll through there, and really the Florida State Miami game probably. I think it's ACC showdown. Thing. I think it's going to be a tale of which side you know comes out as the better side of the ball. Clemson with the better defense, Florida State with the obviously better offense. Uh, whoever can dictate how the game goes is going to win this game. Yeah. I, I lean Florida State. I I think getting anything under than a touch under a touchdown here is is good value. Uh, they will definitely be on my picks in a couple days. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm trying to talk myself out of it because I think I – the one that started the Clemson is it very although, bandwagon. I, like although I did take ago. a road favorite and put ten <laughs> units on it last week, and it did not go my way. So no, uh, another road favorite uh, did not. It did take a sixty-one yard field goal to SEC record <laughs> to sort of. Uh, All right, hey, put it away. football. Yes, football. Football, indeed. Real quit, Madrid quit. is living in Union Berlin's box right now. So, but they haven't scored. They haven't scored. So uh, we'll see. Um, all right, let's uh, move on from Florida State Clemson. Uh, let's call it the last gasp for Texas A&M here. I, I, I was pretty stunned this line was seven and a half. Um, I, I know Auburn might not be very good at football, but... You know what, I'm going to be honest with you here. Texas A&M good at football? I, I haven't watched a lick of Auburn this year. I watched a little of the... Uh, I haven't watched Was it any Arizona? Of, I, oh, yeah. Was no. It, which one did they... They played a West Coast team. They went to Cal. They went to Cal. I watched yeah. a little of that one. It and was, I, did, I didn't watch any of that one. And They weren't very good, but yeah. Cal wasn't very good either, so I don't know what to make of that. I watched A&M play Miami. They weren't very good. The number seems a little high to me, but I, I don't really know what Auburn is, and I think A&M's just sitting there ready to be sort of bullied a little bit and then yeah. quit, Well, but... Maybe they find a rhythm here. I, I tell you what, you, you know, we talk about that huge contract Jimbo has, but the players are not on board there. I mean, you've, you've seen it. We saw it at the sidelines of that Miami game. Those players were very unhappy. Um, 
I know a couple people that live in Texas that are big A&M fans, and uh, there's a lot of rumors going around about gathering money already, and this would be one uh, they can't afford to drop. But I I, I don't know. Seven and a half seems like an awful lot. It just seemed like a big spread. It, I'm like, what has A&M done to prove they can I, win? I think this is more of a – is Auburn even it's, a real team? It's not a A&M is this good. And that's uh, that's where it's sort of like, but what do I think of Auburn? Yeah. I'm like, they might be awful. So I, it was just an interesting one that stuck out as soon as You know, as that, this it. is an opportunity for Hugh Freeze to start getting his name back yeah. out there. Uh, and he's proven to – he when he – previous stints in the SEC, he'd like to go in and upset some guys. I just don't know if it's going to happen year one at yeah. Auburn. Yeah, this is – he wins this game and then loses the next week to some – cloud show of a team so that would be the Hugh Freeze uh, maneuver uh let's go to a team that's uh semi-recovered here uh TCU uh really good win I I'd say versus Houston uh yeah. the Houston uh take when they're down or take with the opposite when they're up did not work in this one TCU pretty much dominated I'm definitely through. done with the Cougs. <laughs> uh my question here is how much do you buy this defense? Because I think that's your sort of handicapping of this game. They they looked much more organized in that Houston game. But, uh, I mean, I think both of us think Houston is kind of a well, joke. We, and well, we you, both thought that... Yeah, you saying Antonio win was a big sort of win, and, and it turns out yeah. that's not a big win. Well, we were both really down on Houston going in the yeah. year, and they've overachieved, and, and, and I guess they kind of came back to what we yeah. thought they were. Uh, so I, I like SMU in this matchup, getting the points. Um, I, I I don't quite buy TCU's recovery, and I think they just you know played a worse Houston yes. team. But I, uh, I, I think TCU still at best is a 7-8 win team this yeah. year. I think that's their top end. I think it could be more like in the sixes. Yeah. I, I was leaning and a little. And SMU, I think, is one of the best teams in their conference. Yeah, I think SMU, uh, there's a little juice here to take it. If you could find mm-hmm. it at 7 somewhere, I'd be all over that. I'd, but, I'd probably sprinkle a little on the money line yeah, as well. Yeah, I think that's coming. <laughs> Don't give away. <laughs> I, I, I Honestly, I think that spreads Don't already. Don't give away much. the possible underdog of the week on the shorts here. Uh, <laughs> too early. Uh, anyway, let's go to Colorado, Oregon. Uh, I, I Honestly, I was hoping this number would be lower just because everybody's in the uh, let's bet Colorado state. I'm, I'm I think sure the, it'll move. I think the Travis Hunter injury sort of yeah. couldn't boldly go down there because a bunch of, you know, like sharps were going to hammer it if they went under 20. Uh, I'm not a sharp. Is this in Eugene? Yes. Okay. I'm not a sharp, but uh, I was hoping it opened under 20 because I was going to put something on it. But it's 21, which now it it makes me a little nervous, especially for a backdoor. I think if you're looking to build some teasers, this might be a good one. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't know if Colorado can, can keep up. No. Uh, I mean, we saw, you know, Colorado State's not amazing. No. And that was a bloodbath last week. Uh, I know it's an in-state rival and stuff, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think they're they're in the big boy leagues now, and yeah. I just don't know if he's going to have what it takes. Uh, but we'll see. It, it really depends on what Oregon's defense can do, I think. Yes. I, I think Oregon's going to have no problem scoring. It's just a matter of if they can keep it from being a shootout and, uh, and stop – Colorado's offense. Yeah. I I think the thing that worried me was like Oregon gets out, it's thirty five fourteen type thing, fourth quarter. You know, I am assuming Colorado gets a couple 
cheapy, uh, you know, back end scores here. And that 21 just seemed a little too high. They, they certainly made it where they want to take on Colorado bets and not Oregon bets. Cause I just, that 21 number just, it reeks of very high. Well, I mean, being back all right here. So how, how, how do you justify having Colorado a top 20 team yeah. in the country, but they're a 21 point dog yeah. against yeah. Oregon? I think one of those is not right. Yeah. Uh, I think the ranking is the one that's not right. Uh, that 21 is probably around what it's going to be, but it's too much to, to yeah. take work. Well, I had my rankings rant in week one. We probably won't be due for that for another week or two. Is But if you want to go through, like I said, get Oregon, uh, take uh, you know a couple other two, three, four teams and that are all heavy favorites. There's there's actually, you know, I was looking, there's, there's you know, six to eight top 25 matchups this yes. week, but there's also like, a ton of big time favorites this week. So a lot of teaser potential there, but again, backdoor is still kind of scary. Yes. Uh, let's go to what I think actually might be the PAC 12 game of the week uh, here. UCLA, Utah, Utah, four and a half point favorites. Uh, I, we're going to get rising. I believe here. Um, UCLA has sort of quietly been, I, I think pretty good playing football right now. And, I don't know if I I'd say they're Pac-12 contenders, but I certainly have my eye on them. I just I like the way they've looked, yeah. and it's they're sort of sneakily snaking their way through the season. I think they can go in here and give Utah problems, especially with the way uh, Utah's offense has not looked. I don't. You know they keep well once we get rising back, but I'm like, how good is he going to be? You know just coming off an ACL injury eight months after that. I don't know if it's going to be the same sort of cam rising that we saw towards the end of last season. So I think this is a sneaky spot here for UCLA, but it looks a little baked into the line too with Utah minus four and a half. Yeah. One thing in the back of my mind that kind of sits with me is UCLA kind of does this where they get you believing, they get you bought in. And then when, you know, the big game comes. Yeah, they crap the bed. Yeah, we're talking ten points in this one or something. Um, so I, I'm afraid of the crap the bed situation here. But Utah hasn't really impressed me no. a lot. I mean, they won that game versus Florida in the first week, but Florida did basically everything wrong in that game. They had turnovers, and, and they still were only like a touchdown and a half down at the end of that game. Um, I don't know. It's going to be tough, but. I, I probably got to lean UCLA, but I'm like I said, I'm afraid of. They're the one of those teams that when they convince me to take them, they let me down. Yeah, it, I'm I'm interested in it, and uh, you know, I, Utah, I, like you said, they haven't been impressive, but you also can't totally complain. They've managed yeah. to find their way to win games without their starting quarterback, uh, you know, and, and their defense has been pretty solid all year long. So it, it it's just. I'm curious about this game. Like, I'll have my eyes more on this game than I, I will versus, you know, like Oregon, Colorado. Uh, another game we'll have our eyes on, Ole Miss versus Alabama. Uh, this is, you know, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I am not worried, uh, you know, all that much about Alabama. But this is the first time I'm starting to get a little worried because the offensive line play now has been uh, atrocious for three weeks in a row. Uh, it was absolutely abysmal uh, last week in that South Florida game. I will say the defense <laughs> was not atrocious in that South Florida game. But, uh, 
that there's definitely some concerns. I, I think we knew the quarterback issues. They sort of can't find one. And the receiver issues where, you know, they, they've managed to circle through 24 different NFL receivers. They probably don't have one of those on their roster right now. But uh, what do you make of this Ole Miss-Alabama game? I, I don't know quite what to make of Ole Miss. You got that Tulane game, which, you know, on paper looks like a big win. But once again... Tulane out their best player. Yeah, it was a one, you know, tie game, one score game throughout, and they didn't even have their quarterback. So I, I'm curious what you make I'm, of this. I'm interested to see what kind of game plan Kiffin brings for Ole Miss here because they may just want to say, hey, let's go out and score and see if Bama can keep pace uh, and, and, and not even try to really slow down the game and just um, <clears throat> see if Bama's, uh, you know, trio of quarterbacks. I think Milrose going again in I, this one. I think we're. Um, I think, I think I think I think Saban just threw those other two guys out last week to I, to kind of prove that hey I did make the right choice with Milrow and now we're going back to him. Well, I think he also just sort of he knew that South Florida game. Yeah, he, he'd find a way to win. He wanted to see if either of these guys were sort of worthy. Of they're him. not. They are not. I, <laughs> the Simpson kid at least looked a little bit like he could do something, but you know, um, it none of them are elite and the only one who might have a chance of maybe working his way that way, I, I think is Milrow, but I haven't looked at it yet, but if, if this uh, total is under 60, I'm definitely taking the over. Um, I just, I haven't liked really what I've seen from Bama on either side of the ball. Yeah. And and I know Ole Miss is going to find a way to put some points on the board. It's, it's just going to be a matter of if Bama can score points or not. Yeah, definitely. So we'll, we'll see what they do. We'll see. If they can fix their offensive line issues, it's looked uh, unlike a Nick Saban team since Kent State in 1988. Well, it's, or it's, it's the first uh, time Bama's been outside the top 10 in eight years. Yeah, that, that should sum pretty much everything up. This one, fun Big 12 matchup here. BYU goes into Arkansas, big win. Uh, Kansas continues to win games. This was number I, I was very, very shocked at. Kansas, eight-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I'm shocked to see BYU getting that many points after going and winning in that's, Arkansas. That's what – I don't know – Arkansas is not an easy place to go in and win. I I feel like sometimes the odds makers overrate sort of BYU going on the road. I, I've i always thought BYU is a, a pretty good road team just because they're used to traveling. They had those years as when they were playing independence yep. that they go all over the place. I just – I think – they handle it pretty well. You don't really have to worry uh, about a lot of problems, you know, with BYU out partying late at night. So I, I just always think BYU is a pretty solid take when they're on the road. And it shocked me that they're given this much sort of praise to Kansas here when uh, this is Kansas's, I'd say, real true first test. You can say Illinois, but I think we've both seen Illinois uh, enough now to sort of cross that off yeah. as a test test. Um, let's go to Arkansas LSU. Arkansas coming off that loss to BYU. LSU coming on to it. Uh, 17 and a half wow. point spread. Uh, does Arkansas continue to sort of downward spiral? Their defense just, once again, does not look capable of getting key stops. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It, it, you know, we talked about Daniels uh, 
polarity um, <laughs> when we talked about last week. And if he comes out as on on as accurate as he was in this last game, uh, didn't make any mistakes. Uh, it's going to be hard to beat LSU. And, and if, if Arkansas can't figure out their defense, 17.5 might not be much of a spread. Uh, they might have this in the second quarter. Yeah, I, I'm i interested to see. Uh, I'm a little. I'm not saying I'm going to be all over LSU no, minus 17 I, I and a half. I'm not a big fan of two-plus <laughs> touchdown yeah. favorites pretty much anywhere. But No, once you start crossing over 10 in conference games, and I've been to hold on. And it's college eyebrow. football, yeah. too. I mean, it's it's anything can happen. Yeah, uh, but I, I am a little worried here with Arkansas. I, I wonder if. They can be, <laughs> yeah, now you're getting into C- Hey, my team about got to go over there. <laughs> I, Union, I, I'm open for the upset. Union Berlin could get uh, <laughs> uh, in here. Um, I'm a little worried this Arkansas team, you know, it, it was sort of such a good story three or four years ago when the coach came in here and, and sort of took over. But it's it sort of progressively gotten worse each and every year, and I wonder if this is sort of the fall-off year, even with their offensive sort of uh, capabilities. I, I just wonder if this is like well, one of those like Jefferson uh, in like year seven. Yeah, one of those really, really sort of like I, four win Arkansas type teams. Well, and you, and the 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 thing that kind of puts the magnifying glass on it is the West is what we just talked about. Yeah, teams. You know, Bama's down. Uh, you know, Mississippi State doesn't look that great. A uh, and M. I mean, they may prove to be terrible again. Uh, so there's opportunities, and they haven't really. No. Uh, capitalized on those opportunities. And this year might have the biggest ones, and that letdown against BYU may just collapse their season. Yeah, I I got my eye on it. And then the other big game of the week, Ohio State-Notre Dame. Notre Dame opens as a three-point three dog here at home. Um, I'm curious what you make of Ohio State. Uh, a semi-test, first Western Kentucky. Uh, close game, and then they rolled off about, like, four or five straight touchdowns. Uh, you know, everybody's still hyping the defense. I will say holding Western Kentucky to 14 points, pretty impressive. Um, but I think this Notre Dame will be a, a sort of test to them. What do you make of this Notre Dame-Ohio well, State? Well, I, I, I'm a little nervous because Ohio State, you know, week one their offense had struggles, yeah. but they've looked to kind of get, get back in rhythm. Um, and, and I'm worried – you know Notre Dame's looked good offensively. They've they've scored you know forty, forty, and fifty in their three games this year. Uh, you know, including one tough one on the road at NC State. But I, I don't know if their defense can stop this Ohio State uh, attack here. I just I think if it becomes a shootout, Ohio State has the advantage. And uh, Notre Dame's got a really good running game, probably the best offensive line in college football. If they can slow it down, I don't. I, I don't think Notre Dame is going to want this thing to be a high flying offensive no, game because that's going to play into Ohio State's strengths. I think though that's where they can uh, beat them up a, a little bit uh, here. Is I think Ohio State has struggled against those uh, teams that uh, uh, have sort of dominated along the uh, line here. So I think Notre Dame. Can win this game. I've been really impressed with Notre Dame uh, so far this year. I think they're one of the contenders uh, to get into the playoffs. So I, I'm. This is sort of the game to make it where they can get into the playoffs. And I just, I'm not 
quite ready to say I, I'm going to go big on Notre Dame, but I'm certainly the brain is sort of leaning that way. Trusting my eyes and what I've seen from Notre Dame. I, this may be one I just kind of sit back and, and see what happens. I don't know if I want to go too aggressive. I, I, I lean Notre Dame. I want them. I think that's kind of my heart. Wants them to beat Ohio State. But uh, yeah, I may just watch this one and, and, and take some of my other dogs that I like, yeah. I, you know, and, and UCLA and uh, uh, maybe a little bit on Ole Miss. Yeah. All right. Uh, that does it for college football. Let's spin things towards the NFL. All right, let's make our way to some NFL. Interesting week. I, I think some questions need to be asked of a handful of yeah. teams here. I, I, I know it's early, and everybody <clears throat> tends to sort of overreact, uh, you know, on the NFL. It, it sort of needs to be mentioned. Their fishing games still have to be played. So, you know, full declarations, uh, I, I think, are a little premature. But I, I think there are questions on a couple of these teams that it sort of need to be asked. Uh, let's uh, sort of look at a couple games here. And one of those teams, I, I think we need to ask question, is this Ravens-Bengals game that yeah. was played? Uh, I, I know we both thought the Bengals would probably start off slow, especially with, you know, the Joe Burrow injury, which he, he might have re-injured uh, in that game. But I, I think we both can say this Bengals team is – it, it looks worse than I think even we thought. Even with us going, I think this Bengals game team's going to start slow to the air, then they'll sort of climb as they sort of get healthy and get the rhythm. But I'm now a little nervous here that this is the team out of that division that maybe falls back because Burrow hasn't looked right, the offense hasn't looked right, and – Honestly, Lamar Jackson carved them up yeah. uh, that whole game. He he dominated that game, a game where the Ravens didn't have their top two corners. They didn't have their top two offensive linemen. They're using, you know, Lord knows what at running back. And I just – I'm now getting a little bit of concern here for the Bengals. What do you make here of, of – the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I mean, you know, in a division as tight as that we talked about, you know, yeah. probably the most competitive division in NFL, um, you know, to lose opening week against the Browns, week two against the Ravens, those divisional games are going to be huge come the end of this year. And, and and to not only lose those games, to not even really be competitive at all. Yeah. Um, just get dominated. I mean, you know, the Browns struggled a little bit to score, but uh, – still found a way to win by more than two touchdowns. So just really surprising at the lack of offensive production when they, you know, they got Mixon back. They got all these guys, you know, I I, I guess Burrow maybe not healthy. Uh, we'll see. But looks like he got paid and is just completely just, you know, t t tuned out. Uh, yeah. They just don't look in sync at all. No, it's, it's just – it's becoming worrying. I, I'm not going to, like, totally panic, but – They've looked worse than I, I thought they were going to, and now they. There's only so much of a hole you can dig here in the AFC. I mean, legit, I think there are so many good teams. If you're going for after one of those wild card spots, it, it's going to be difficult if you paint yourself into like a, a one and three, one and four type hole, and basically have to go like twelve and two to finish out the year, stuff like that. So a little concerning, see if their offense can maybe get back on track a little bit this week. But once again, like, 
Joe Burrow might have re-injured himself. And if we're now marking him off, this offense even gets probably worse. And and the defense definitely has dropped off from what it was from that Super Bowl team, uh, you know, two, three years ago. Uh, Ravens-wise, looking pretty solid, uh, depending on, you know, they, they haven't played the toughest competition, but Lamar looks good. Uh, I actually think passing game wise, with this receiver combination of uh you know Flowers, uh, Beckham, uh, Bateman, and uh, company has looked pretty solid. Running back wise, it's sort of by committee. But if they can get a couple of their offensive linemen healthy, uh, get those defensive backs and be you know sort of in that five and two. Uh, top yeah. range, uh, I think the Ravens might make a little noise here. Yeah, they're putting themselves in a good position to kind of uh, get an early start and then kind of coast into the playoffs uh, coming out if, if things were to start going yeah. badly. Uh, especially big, to, like you said, to get wins now, even with injuries. Uh, that's just kind of like uh, candy sprinkles on top. It's just going to make it that much easier to get it out of this division. Um I'm, it still kind of remains to be seen what Pittsburgh really yes. is. Uh, they have a great defense, um, but their offense really hasn't put it together yet. So, uh, yeah, uh, good for the Ravens so far. I, I I think they lack some kind of explosiveness. Mm-hmm. They're putting drives together. They're moving down the field. I just I, I feel like they uh, they struggle to finish drives at times, and they're not getting the big explosive. Plays. Well, that's I I I've watched Zay Flowers two weeks in a row. I think he can become that. Yeah. Uh, you know, sort of explosive receiver, use Bateman and um, sort of Beckham in between with, of course, you know, Mark Andrews. Uh, of course, you got your Lamar Jackson just doing ridiculous runs. But I think I, I just I like what I've seen from Zay Flowers. And I, yeah. I, I can sort of see this Ravens offense molding into something. Now it depends how healthy they sort of get. I think I, I'm just... We probably won't talk about Pittsburgh uh, because they play the Raiders this week. We will talk a little bit about the Browns, but uh, you know, I maybe we overrated this division a little bit. A lot, a lot of it, you know, might have to do with the Chubb injury yeah. and as bad as Watson's been. Uh, but just to sort of cap off uh, this division, Steelers-wise, how, how worried about you are this offense? Week one, granted, Niners. You aren't going to move the ball, but Pickett has looked awful. They can't run the ball. Yeah. Um, uh, Deontay Johnson went on IR, so he's probably done. Your, Najee Harris has just been lousy. Yeah. Uh, you're depending a lot on George Pickens now, yeah. who, while looks like a million buck receiver, hasn't quite produced I mean, like it. So nervous wise of Steelers offense here. It, it's been Browns and Niners. Defensively, it's two of the top teams who can harass. But. You know, I, I love the Steelers coach, and he's going to find a win games that they shouldn't. Um, like but, Monday. <laughs> but you, 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 you can't keep winning games all regular season with two defensive touchdowns yeah. and uh, zero red zone yes. appearances. Uh, they had one long touchdown yeah, pass. In, but they, they, they caught Pickens in a missed uh, coverage on But they, they never got into the red zone and uh, found a way to win. But – I don't think you can navigate a 17-game uh, schedule and, and yeah. still uh, win consistently doing that. Um, so, yeah, uh, Pickett's got to figure out yeah. how to move the ball uh, or 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 try to be better running the ball, but they've been terrible at that. Yes. Both of them, too, Warren and uh, <clears throat> Najee, yeah. have not been good 
Rashi looks slow. Yeah. I don't know what's happened to him, but he I, I have him in one of my fantasy <laughs> leagues, and he has not looked great. No. <laughs> I, I don't think it will get better as Miles get piled up on the season either, which is what's concerning. If you're already looking slow in week two yeah. by week 12, I don't think you're going to be looking faster. Uh, let's go to a team that I, I sort of thought right of himself in the Seahawks. Now, granted, Lions defense might be the team to sort of right themselves, but yeah. I, I don't want to say, are you not concerned, but you know, Seahawks-wise, first half versus the Rams, they looked all right. Second half was when it just went to pits. But then, you know, that whole Lions game, they looked pretty good. I'm willing to say Seahawks probably okay. Geno Smith looked back and just right that second half off is just something weird that sometimes happens in football. But uh, I think you go Lions-wise. Are you, are you concerned any here, or do you still think this uh, team is – I, I say in the let's go top six of the NFC. Uh, maybe top six. Uh, I thought their defense looked uh, the Montgomery injury. I yeah think worries me a little bit. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, it didn't look uh, like Jameer one, Gibbs could step yeah, up. It didn't look like one that Montgomery's um, going to be rushed right back. Yeah, from what I hear, they're going to take two to three weeks yeah. uh, at least uh, and take their time with that, but. Definitely a chance for Gibbs to kind of step up and show what he's worth because he hasn't had many opportunities because Montgomery's played so well. Yeah. The other thing I, I noticed because I, I had that game on the, the main, uh, not one of the quad boxes. Uh, Gibbs struggles blocking. Uh, yeah. I you know he he got golf killed a couple of times there, and when golf gets killed, that's you know. I, I think he rushed his process in that pick six that he threw behind the receiver. So I, I it. I'm not nervous about the lines, but stuff like that that you don't you're like oh you know Gibbs great explosive type player, but then you're like well he can't pick up the blocking schemes and protect the quarterback, and that sort of sends just a, a funnel down on your offense. To yeah, sort of I slow it up a bit. I, I think bad week for the Lions, but still you know should run away with that division, um, and, and, and should be well if Green Bay. Can never get one of their actual receivers back, so, and just not randos. I, I, my bigger takeaway from this is is good on the Seahawks to bounce yeah. back and not completely fall off because um, there was an opportunity to here to start the season zero yes. and two, and and every I mean, heck, I was already thinking about jumping ship on the yes. Seahawks. We were both big on them, and one week we were like, oh gosh, the Seahawks are terrible again. But this was a good this was a good bounce back for them, and, and maybe they can get right. Yeah, I think it's just that Geno Smith thing where you know. It was it was so poor early on in his career. He has that resurgence last year where he sort of looks like the college quarterback that he was at West Virginia. And then that first game, it was like, why do they only have three yards of offense in the second half? Uh, so it's just one of those weird things. But looks uh, to be sort of back on track here, and we'll see how the Seahawks move. Who isn't uh, back on track? Uh, the Chicago Bears. Um, this was one of my straight bets. Um, <laughs> and I, I won't say I regretted it instantly because basically it stayed in that pocket of the window. They looked okay for the but first quarter. The pocket of the window is that the quarterback can't do anything. And I think that's where we focus this. We could talk a little Tampa Bay Bucks, but I, I don't think that's – I mean, they've beaten the Vikings who – look atrocious and the bears who look even more atrocious. Um, I, I, 
There are a couple teams here where I'm going to ask the same question. At what point do you say, screw this season, let's go get us a quarterback in this well, draft? In a draft that has probably a whole lot of quarterbacks that have a chance to be NFL quarterbacks. Because yeah. I, I think you can call it now. Fields is not an NFL quarterback. He can't pass the ball. They don't even want to pass the ball with him. I, I, I saw some film breakdown of his game this past weekend, and uh, he was just completely not even looking at wide-open receivers. Uh, they had a double uh, post route, and he took the underneath guy that was double-covered, and the guy over the top was completely wide open for a touchdown. I mean, just pitch-and-catch stuff that he's just doesn't have the field vision. Uh, and and he just makes the wrong decisions, and uh, he can't do it. No. He, he can't cut it. They've given him enough time, um, which I do think they're at the point. Are they – they're in year three, correct? Yes. So they can pretty much cut him for yeah. next to year nothing. Year four, uh, you know, you ride that year, and then yeah. you don't pick so they can they can option. sit his butt on the bench um, and uh, – Yeah. And, uh, and maybe – And if you're drafting a quarterback, you got yeah. that low salary. So it, it's – this is I just I've seen enough yeah. now where it's like there there aren't any more excuses and we'll go to a couple other guys. Well, and if he can't perform against the Bucks, yeah, I mean he's I mean this Bucks team is not great. Well, and not the defense a, is old. It's not only that; it's that you see it from the coaching staff. The whole game they didn't trust him to throw mm-hmm. until the very end when they had to, and then he threw that terrible pick six, and it's. They don't think he can get the job done. They're protecting it to try to stay in games. And that's where I go, at what point do you just put your sights set on, let's yeah. go get one of these quarterbacks in the NFL draft and see where we land. Um, next game up, Chiefs-Jags. Um, something interesting I noticed in this game and the Lions game. I, I think the tables have turned where the Chiefs' defense is actually – the thing that's going to carry yeah. them this year. This Chiefs defense actually looks yeah. legit good and legit forceful, and it's just sort of let's find our pockets where Patrick Mahomes can win us the game here and let our defense ride. I I think this thing is flipped where the Chiefs defense is actually good and yeah. we put it on Mahomes I, to make key plays. I, I still get worried that he doesn't have, outside of Kelsey, the yeah. go-to playmaker at receiver. He's kind of just got, like, you know, a bunch of – B-tier guys yes. put together for that whole wide receiver room. And uh, I, I think that's going to hurt, especially when you're talking Super Bowl run mm-hmm. um, and, and and their lack of a really ability to run the ball very but, well. That, that, but defense better. Yeah. If Kelsey stays healthy, they're still going to score. Maybe that's enough. Yeah. The thing I'll say about that is I think they have sort of this whole season to play with as well yeah. to sort of figure it out. Well, and he's going to get – more of they a rapport. Win games like this? When he's going to get a rapport with these guys, they're going to get more uh, synced up because uh, you know it's basically all new guys again yeah. for like the third year in a row since ever since Tyreek left. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, maybe he gets in rhythm with these guys and they figure some stuff out. Uh, Kelsey being back was a big help. Yeah. The other thing I'll, I'll say: a couple interesting decisions with the Jags. Um, they were up like six nothing right there in the. Right at the end of the second half, they, for some reason, went for it on fourth down, gave the Chiefs the ball at <laughs> basically midfield. Um, I don't didn't quite understand that decision because, of course, Patrick Holmes went down and got their seven points right before the half. A game that the Jags pretty much dominated that whole first half. Yeah. And you go into halftime now down. down and then 
They stay competitive, though. They 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 really should have won this game. If, if you watch, they were living in the Chiefs' red zone the whole time. Chiefs' red zone defense stumped them. They couldn't do anything. Ridley's been a great addition to yeah. this team. Um, uh, that's where I want to... Where do you think the Jags are here? Do you look at this as sort of a positive? They played with the Chiefs, or do you look at this as Jags if they want to take that next step up into contender status? This is a game they needed to put away because, I mean, the Chiefs scored 17 points. It's early in the year. I think uh, the Jags are obviously still a pretty good team. Um, I think they're going to run away with the division. Yeah. but I, I don't know if they're wanting to step up, to, you know, AFC title contenders. The Chiefs are the team you got to beat. Yeah, uh, we saw it. You know, when my Titans a couple of years ago, they had their window uh, AFC title. It was them and Chiefs. Uh, so in the regular season, you know, the Titans found a way to beat them in the regular season. Maybe the Jags can get there, but uh, they were. I thought it was a much closer game than the score indicated, yeah. and and they didn't look bad. Uh, just some weird decisions and, and some plays that kind of flipped the script. Yeah. Um, so just keep grinding away, and and you know Lawrence is still developing. He you know he's a year or two out from being one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I yeah. think uh, if they can keep these weapons around them and maybe add a few more pieces, they're definitely still on their way up. Yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> let's go to Denver Commanders. We, we won't talk a lot of uh, sort of Commanders here because we're going to break down their game with Buffalo a, a little bit here. But uh, I think the heavy focus here has to be on Denver. Zero and two now. Basically, uh, both. Games have gone the same way versus the Raiders and the Commanders. They got up 21-3, and then in the second half, uh, legitimately, they couldn't do uh, anything, anything at all. It's just uh, one, probably a couple questions here. I don't know if Sean Payton has it in him, but this is a team that needs to look to maybe punt this season and go after one of those big-time quarterbacks. And two, Russell Wilson is not a good NFL quarterback anymore. No, I don't know if it's physically, mentally, the game. Both. (laughs) uh, It's passed him by. Uh, You know, when he first came into the NFL, there was a lot of doubters that didn't think he could do it because of his size, and uh, he proved a lot of them wrong and and won a Super Bowl. But – on stacked teams, I might yes. add. Uh, but this Denver team is still a pretty good built football team, and uh, and we thought they were just a quarterback and a coach away, and they've got their quarterback last year. That didn't do anything. They got their coach this year. Uh, my question is, is do you kind of hold Peyton exempt for what this team is since it's year one and, and really just put this on Russell's shoulders? Yeah. Um, well, here's what I, I'm curious about is – what way would you go here? I mean, you could leave Russell in there, and I don't think they win another football game. Or they brought in Stidham. I, I think. I think Peyton could find a way to that's win what, with Stidham. I think Peyton <laughs> and his sort of ego probably wants to pull this trigger and be like, "See, I'm the genius here. I can win it's with." Too Jared bad they Stidham. paid Russell two hundred million dollars. Well, I don't think it's that far off from them yanking Russell, but in like, if you're looking at a long view here. Better decision might be let Russell go. This season sucks anyway, and then I, I think you'll have a, a difficult time uh, getting the uh, the Arizona Cardinals tank job that they pulled. Uh, we didn't quite go over that game, but uh, to get Caleb Williams. But I mean, 
Could you imagine if you could get Caleb Williams to Denver under Sean Payton's tutelage? Then you're talking an actual yeah. probably contender here in the NFL. I, th- I think the other problem is, is there's probably about five or six yes. teams that are going to be strongly considering well, the like Caleb said, Williams lottery the, uh, here. The Arizona Cardinals uh, tank job <laughs> this weekend was uh, I'm also, something of a magical uh, way to go. I'm, I'm, I'm also curious to see what uh, power Caleb Williams is going to try to wield yeah. going into this draft. We you, Will we see an Eli situation yeah. well, where a team like the Cardinals well, draft him and he's like, I'm not going to play for the Cardinals. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know. Denver would be the ones I have my eye on. Uh, but does it go that way, or do you think he rips Wilson out? I Like, honestly, I think if they put Stidham in there, uh, they could easily get to eight, nine wins. I well, don't I mean, they we could s- get to the playoffs, but I think it'd be more functional than it is We now. saw what Peyton could manufacture when he had, you know, like Taysom Hill running yeah. quarterback. He, I mean, he just needs somebody to execute what he wants yes. to do. And I, I don't know if Wilson's having a hard time doing that because it's not what he's done in the past, but it's well, just not working. He can't keep blaming. He, he blamed Seattle for the offensive woes. Then he blamed the well, terrible coach last Gino year. Gino came in and yes. did better immediately. That's what He blamed the terrible coach last year for uh, Denver's problems. They shipped him out and probably brought one of the uh, ten best coaches in NFL history in, and he still has the same problem. So, you know, at, at some point – that's the problem. Yeah. He's the problem. Uh, I, I don't know where Denver goes. It just, I, I'm, I'm wondering how close the bench is uh, coming here, and, and we get a Denver hook. Uh, you know, they get massacred by Miami, and then we get the Stinamera. Oh, I'm definitely eyeballing Miami. Even the seven. Yeah. That seven doesn't scare me off, especially being at Miami. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's flip things over to. Uh, sort of previewing the upcoming week, talking about what these teams did last week a little bit, and we're going to start the Thursday night game. Niners, uh, sort of a, a Niners this win. Yes. Yeah. The Rams, that ship continues to grow. That's a great backdoor cover by McVay. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to the McVay. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> any I had the push. Thank God I had the push. Uh, any uh, Niners. I, I did see some people with seven and a half, yeah. though, that were probably very unhappy. Uh, but I think the Giants is what needs to be talked about. Oh. Uh, at, at one point, they... We're losing the football season, uh, sixty-one to nothing. Um, I I texted our group. Uh, the Giants aren't very good, and then I texted, "No, I'm sure the Giants now, are not very good." Was it the Giants that come back? Do you give them any credit, or do you put it all on Arizona? I'll say this: Dayball has been good at making those halftime adjustments. But I, I put a lot of this on Arizona. And, uh, I, I don't know if the bat phone started blinking bright red. Hey, stop like, covering guys downfield. <laughs> like, uh, we need to shore this up and make sure we don't get some wins here. But uh, what do you make of this Giants team? I, I was sort of looking at them and being like, I think this could sort of be an NFC East uh, kind of dark horse here and I watched them two games in a row. Uh, I don't think they're all that good defensively and offensively, even with their additions. Um, it, it doesn't. It doesn't look good. I think no. This is a bad well, and you know, you got the Saquon injury now. Uh, 
there was a he, I actually saw a thing he might play Thursday. Yeah, which, if which they throw me. him out on the short week versus the Niners, uh, th- that's what we call a scheduled loss. Take that, punt it, come back the next week. Uh, I, I I just I can't don't know if I can buy in on the Giants. Um, it just it seems like they've built a team or it's an oddly built team. Uh, I don't think it fits the the philosophy of the coach very well. Uh, they obviously like Daniel Jones. They gave him money, but I just don't know what they can do with it. Yeah, I, it just it looks like six seven one football team to me. Yeah, uh, now they do have some young guys yeah. that they've picked up last couple years in the draft. They've they've started the draft for their needs, which is better than the Giants in past years. Um, but those guys are not producing this year. Yeah. I, I'm just inter- anything on the Niners other than they're a good football team. Yeah, they're a good football team. I think they cover the spread. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. Uh, let's go to Titans-Browns. Uh, any huh? chance this is a one-score game that will be uh, <laughs> decided in the last minutes? Because I think you can pretty much guarantee. We yeah. both were kind of big on the Titans uh, last week yeah. uh, just because – you have the team that always wins close games versus the team that always loses close games. Um, Titans-wise, were you I, – I know coming out of that Saints game, it, it was a little disheartening. I, I guess you can sort of look at the Titans game and be like, that's more what they are. Uh, I, I, I sort of think they're mediocre, but – if they can do those type of things where yeah. they just sort of hang around and then win in the closing minutes, well, they can probably get to their nine wins. Well, Tannehill didn't throw three interceptions no. in this game. That it helps. helps that their receivers were streaking down the field wide open with no coverage. We'll get to the Chargers, trust me. Yeah, uh, you know, they were able to throw the ball a little bit better. Uh, Tajay Spears has proven to be a pretty good yeah. backup uh, to Derrick Henry. That's kind of a one-two punch. and Henry hasn't really done a whole lot this year. Um We'll see if he blows up, but good win. Uh, one thing I like, you know, the Titans, they haven't really had a kicker uh, for, like, the last five years, and they finally traded they traded a seventh-round pick to get Nick Falcon here, and he's he's proven to be pretty good for yeah. them. Uh, let's go to the Browns. Uh, another one just sort of devastating Nick Chubb injury, second time. And uh, once again, we go over, this is why running backs hold out for money, because yeah. – there's, I there's a very seldom chance that Nick Chubb even comes back normal after his knee exploded like that for the same. It's time. the same one that exploded in college. Yeah. So, so uh, there's going to be damage there, and it's already a year that he'll be gone. And you know, it it flips to Deshaun Watson, which I I think is the main talking point here. You know, we talked about Fields. There's no more excuses for Deshaun Watson. You, yeah. you could convince me last year. He has weapons. Coming back, you know, in, in week 13, hadn't played in two years, but he played those closing games, seven yeah. games last year. Played all through training he, he camp. He had training year. camp. He's had exhibition games, and he doesn't look like a good NFL quarterback. I, it's a little concerning that you're paying $230 million guaranteed because – I, I, Honestly, they had better quarterback production with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, I don't know where you go now if you're the Browns because you don't rely on Nick Chubb, and now you have to rely on Deshaun Watson and the defense, and yeah. you saw what happened. The and, Steelers literally did nothing, literally nothing on offense and won that game because Deshaun Watson gave them two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, they did. They, they signed Kareem Hunt today. We'll see if that produces anything, but uh, – 
he wasn't on their team for a reason. Yes, uh, they cut him for a reason. I'm, you know, it's he at least has been with them. Like yeah. it's not Nick Chubb. You can't be like, okay, our offense is going to flow through Kareem Hunt here. Uh, you know, it's a piece, but it's not a piece that says Deshaun Watson has to carry us now. Well, I mean. It, it, it's going to put the the focus on him even more than it's already been these first two games. Because, but I mean, he hasn't been able to produce throwing the ball, and uh, he's really going to have to now. And I don't know if he can. Yeah, I'm. Their defense looks okay though. Yeah, but you, it, you got to score points. Yeah, they have to score points, and I don't. They didn't really score points in that Bengals game either. And he can't and keep he producing. And I mean, he, he can't keep producing with his legs. No. If he does that, he's going to get killed. No, it, and I don't. I don't think they have an out here. No. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I, don't, have, I don't think you can and find... And they have no first-round picks because they traded those as well for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and you, you think anybody's going to um, relieve you of that contract in a no. trade? No way. Because the one thing I do know is all the owners were pissed off because that uh, screwed up the quarterbacks. Oh, no, now they've had to pay all their quarterbacks yeah. more money because of that Deshaun Watson deal. Correct. So, uh, now it got a little bit reset last year, yeah. but still, everybody can just point to that. You gave that terrible guy $230 million guaranteed. Why don't you give somebody who actually produces, which I think was Lamar Jackson's whole point last year. It's like, why is that guy making more than me? He does nothing. Yeah. Um, uh do you still think the Browns – I think when we did our preseason, we thought the Browns capable of 10 to 12 wins if things went right. No. No. no <laughs> I'll answer you now, no. Do you think they're capable of still getting into the playoffs here? Because this I, – I, we talked about it on last week's show where I was like, this was a very Browns maneuver. I'm going to say no. Go into Cincinnati, win, well, go up to Pittsburgh, lose. Who do you have more faith in to turn it around and, and get to the playoffs, the Browns or the Bengals? Oh, Bengals. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and I, we both said that we think the Ravens are in. Yeah. This you, is looking exactly I don't. I, I don't think the Browns get in. This is this probably the same thing as last year where they're seven, eight wins, 500. They have some big – they probably knock off, you know, like a Miami or something, but then they go and all lose to Jets or a New England. Type. But, I mean, we talk about, you know, you look at the AFC East, you, you pretty much think that the Bills and Dolphins are yes. both coming out of there. Uh, Ravens, oh, Bengals probably. Yes. And uh, I and throw then, the Chiefs in there as well, so – yeah, at five. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got Titans, Jags. Yes, Jags probably in. Titans maybe. Yeah, I, I just I don't think the Browns are gonna be have what it takes to get in. I assume it's and honestly, I'd take the Steelers over yeah. the Browns. And I assume at some point as well, the Chargers do their thing where they go on their little four game winning streak. Eh, and, maybe if they fire their coach. <laughs> well, we're getting to that. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Uh, all right, uh, let's go to Saints-Packers. Uh, Saints, uh, 2-0. and uh, Defense looks really, really strong, but I, I think you can flip it here. Their competition has not been elite. Uh, you know, the Titans win I, I looks a little better, but I, I don't think you or I would be like shutting down the Titans' offenses. Yeah. Some, you know, epic proportions thing. Same thing for the Carolina. But it's been a long stretch where the Saints' defense has been pretty good. Offense looked again shaky. I mean, they had one deep pass play. Other than that, it was just kind of ground and pound, but they couldn't finish drives. 
Uh, Jamison Williams went out, so they're yeah. they're down to a guy they signed off the practice squad. Um, they got one more week till they get Kamara back. I yeah. think that'll make a huge difference on Especially their offense. Especially when uh, Jamal Williams went out in, yeah. in this game hurt. So uh, I, I I'm having trouble reading the Saints, but I, I think it's I think they probably are the favorite here in the AFC South. I know you still like the Falcons, uh, but I think I think the quarterback's gonna. Whereas Derek Carr is sort of okay, eh, I I. I I'm in the Desmond Ritter is not okay. Eh, it's just eh. I, I, I just like the pieces that Atlanta has better, uh, especially. I will the, say Ritter uh, in that fourth quarter played really good uh, for the Falcons to pull that win out. Now, before that, he, they, it, it was the same sort of Justin Fields type thing where they, yeah. they literally were looking for ways not to throw the ball with the quarterback. Now, they have just a, a ridiculous run game with, you know, uh, Bijan and Tyler Algier, and they haven't even gotten Patterson back. So maybe yeah. they can sort of snake their way <laughs> through without let's, a quarterback. Let's see, like, some, like, uh, wing T offense in yes. the NFL or oh, well, something with all the, when Cordero gets back. That'd yeah. be awesome. I think we might be getting close. <laughs> like I said, Ritter played better in that fourth quarter, completed some passes, but, I mean, yeah. The weapons on the outside are not bad for the Falcons, but they just get no use. Drake London's worthless. Kyle Pitts, worthless. Once again, it's just basically Bijan, Tyler Algier, see what you can do, uh, and and go. So I still lean Saints a little bit because they do have that defense. And, you know, uh, Carr isn't like lights out, but he functionally knows how to move an NFL team. And like you saw, the Saints aren't scared to throw with him. They just... It's not all that pleasing on the eye to watch the Saints offense. I think once I get Kamara back, yeah. uh, the offense, Kamara's not Kamara four or five years ago, but it's still a piece you can check down to yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, Packers-wise. No weapons. It's, yeah, until we get, you know, Watson, Dobbs out there, Aaron Jones back. I, I will say Jordan Love's looked pretty good. Uh, defense. Once again, looks good and bad. Uh, they couldn't shut down the Falcons' run game, but Falcons' run game, good. Don't quite know what to make the Falcons. I'm interested to see. This should be a game the Packers should win at home. Saints coming off a short week back-to-back road game. Right yeah, I, I think the Packers will find a way to win this one simply because uh, the Saints struggles on offense. Uh, I think the Packers are going to get uh, in that three-touchdown range, which might be enough. Yeah. All right, uh, we did a long breakdown on the Broncos. Let's talk a little Dolphins here because the Broncos are playing the Dolphins. Uh, Is this the best team in the AFC right now? Right now, yes. Are they going to be the best team in the AFC at the end? I don't think so. I, I, I think the Bills have a lot of things to work out. And, you know, you've already talked about how you saw some improvements on the Chiefs yeah. week one to week two. Um, by the end of the year, I I, I just – I don't know. They, they've got so many weapons on That's, offense. It's just – It's filthy how it's loaded they are It's ridiculous what they can do on <laughs> offense. And, you know – And I love to watch them. The uh, Pats basically were like, we'll just give it to you. Dolphins took it and won that game. You know, didn't get over aggressive, didn't force the ball into Tyreek. They just took their little outside runs and, and short drops. And then if, you know, you play the Chargers who just let receivers – uh, streak down the field without coverage. Uh, they can hit you for you know Tyreek two hundred yards. I just, I, I, 
this offense is just ridiculous the way it's flowing right now. And the defense seems from, it seems every quarter the defense gets better and better. Now, if that can come full board to where they can just grab that pass rush to the point where they can harass quarterbacks, get turnovers and stops on defense, I don't think anybody's shutting this offense down. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I'm interested to see what the Bills can become. They've yeah. kind of started off slow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, until he beat the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the yeah. top dogs. The other thing is we'll need to see Miami on the road in yeah. the cold weather months. Uh, we're still in warm weather season, so it, it it'll be interesting and, to see how this offense flows in you know. And the key to all of this is November and to his to his, health. To his health. I mean, yeah. it's it's come up every year he's played football. Yeah. Um, you know, can they make it a whole season? If he can make it a whole season, because I, I I will say this too, he's he the throws he was making uh, yeah. in that Patriot game, tight windows on point, are uh, just he's playing ridiculously good football uh, right now. So we'll see what the Dolphins can do this week. I I expect uh, a big Tyreek uh, Waddle uh, back to the streaking uh, down the field wide open. <laughs> this one I I just I want to see the people who gamble on this game. <laughs> We got Chargers, we got Vikings. Um, uh, two teams who are of the similar uh, value system. of Over 800 passing yards <laughs> in this game. But probably 14 points apiece. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Let's go Chargers first. Uh, honestly, I, I thought the loss to the Titans was just... From what we saw from the Titans' passing game in yeah. week one, I, I'm stunned you let those receivers get behind you. You can convince me the Dolphins' receivers get behind you and streak openly down the field until it hits them. That's okay. But uh, the Titans' receivers and quarterback combination, which basically showed nothing through two and a two games there until the second half with the Titans, we're, we're getting to a point Chargers-wise where we – we got to look at the coach. Uh, I mean, this, this is unacceptable with the talent that's it's on a, it's the Chargers. It's a stacked roster on both sides both of the ball. Both sides. That's yeah. the thing. It's The defensive players are not bad players. They're loaded there. They're loaded on offense. We get these same Chargers teams for three years now. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I, and you've got to point the finger at the coach. Yes. Uh, I just, it's, it's, it's weird mistakes. It's... Just uh, lack of being prepared for games. Uh, I, I just I can't put it together. I mean, they've got the personnel. That's that's the thing. There is no reason they should have lost that game this weekend. And no. both you and I were like, well, we both kind of saw yeah, it. We were like, Titans are going to win this game. Chargers are going to do some dumb stuff. Titans aren't going to do any dumb stuff, and they'll win the game probably on a field goal to close <laughs> it out. Um, but it. It's. I don't think the Chargers are going to fire their coach. They haven't been ones to fire coaches in yeah. season, so I think this is what we're going to get. We'll probably get some mini run there by the Chargers to bring them up and around 500 because they do have talent, and that tends to be what they do. Well, they've got a good make-right team this week. Yeah, but I, I don't take Chargers seriously at all in, in the playoffs. So that's what it is, Vikings-wise. Uh, 
anything on them other than I think this might be a bad football team. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I did see that, you know, Cousins may throw. He's on pace for, like, the most yardage ever thrown in a football season. Uh, He might break 6,000 yards passing. That would be fitting. Single season yardage leader wins wins six games, four games. (laughs) (laughs) That would sort of just fit the complete. It would fit Kirk Cousins very well. (laughs) Narrative. Uh, A lot of uh, numbers, uh, not much substance. But uh, nonetheless, uh, no one should gamble on this game. Or just once again, the team that's up. You should probably just take the other side. Just keep doing it. Whichever team goes up, just keep playing the opposite side because uh, uh, you'll be on the right end of somebody doing something stupid and losing this game. Um, let's go Rams-Bingles that close it out. Uh, we talked a little bit Bingles-wise. Rams-wise, this, again, looks like a good football. Yeah. I thought they played really well in that uh, Niners game. Uh, Stafford looks really good. I, I know he had a couple picks there, but I, 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 those are just he was trying to make plays yeah. as the Niners started to pull away. Uh, Puka uh, apparently is the greatest receiver in the history of football. But uh, do you think that's a product of of the system a little bit? Well, I, I do. What he is in the Cooper Cup spot, yeah. so uh, I mean, <clears throat> Sean McVay knows how to get. It'll be those. fun to watch them both on the field if Cooper yes. gets back. Well, that's what I'm curious about. They claimed he'll be ready to go probably after he gets off. You know, his little IR stint in four weeks. I, I'm a little dubious about that because, you know, I don't think you go to see hamstring specialists. Uh, you know, five states away if everything is cool uh, down there. But, yeah, if they can get Cup and uh, Puka out there uh, and Stafford stay healthy. And uh, Tutu's been good, too. And Tutu's been Puku good. And Puka and Tutu. and Van <laughs> uh, uh, Jefferson has sort of uh, gone the way of absentee. But, uh, you know, and, and the running back, Williams, I think looks really, really good. Uh, great yeah, call they, by McVay. They just you kick know. acres to the curb. Acres to the curb, put in the better player. Uh, we were down on this team, but I'm curious. I mean, about, they hung with the 49ers. Do you who think are, they, if they stay healthy, health is the key here. Do you think they can sneak into this sort of playoff run here? Because I don't think the NFC is all that deep yeah, from the you, top. Yeah, you said it. Yeah, I think they can because I think an eight-win team could get a wild yeah. card in the NFC. And I, I think their defense has played pretty well, too. I, I think we thought their defense would fall back, but... They managed to hang around. They did a pretty good job on the Niners up until the you know last sort of uh, it, quarter there. And, and Stafford does not look like he's ready to mail it in. No. Like, uh, he came out ready to compete. His body looks good. He yep. looks able to move, and uh, he's throwing darts. I've been so. surprised. Yeah. It's looked good for the uh, Rams. We already went on the Bengals here, so uh, that probably wraps up our NFL coverage. Got a couple soccer games to yep. talk about. Uh Probably the one to talk about, Munich-Leverkusen on Friday. Uh, I, I thought it was a really good football game. I think we knew it would both, be. Both teams had their ups and downs yeah. in both this one. Both teams came out to win and um, opened this game up. Probably too much for the coaches uh, being. I, I, th- I thought Munich had a shot to put it away there yeah. in the first half. Leverkusen held on and didn't give up that uh, that goal to end, close yeah. the half and uh, kept it close. And uh, I thought it was great for them to come away with points on the road in yeah, Munich. I thought that was Really, really important. It, it. I think they showed like 
we can play with you. We aren't Dortmund. That's up. Yeah. That's probably a whole show unto itself, what Dortmund has sort of turned and, and, into. And, and, you know, to be honest, you know, Leverkusen had some opportunities yeah, in the I second half. I was going to say, Boniface had yeah. two or three ones that he probably should have finished. Probably got a little too uh, sort of pumped up there. That's a lot of pressure going yeah. up against the big dogs. Uh, but he was bossing a handful of those guys on yeah. the uh, defensive side of the ball, just moving them uh, like they were nothing. So uh, I, I will say that was was a hell of a football It's probably game. the best match we've had this yeah, season uh, in so. any of the leagues. I think so. Uh Talent-wise, yeah. uh, you know, openness. Now, like I said, I don't think the coaches were in love with uh, the field being that open and both teams streaking down there for opportunities. But hell of a football game and a good way for Leverkusen to sort of come away with a point there. They'll have Munich on their home field, see if they can if they can take three there and maintain. Uh, I, I think this still is a race. Well, and, you know, they don't have all these other leagues that uh, yeah. Munich has to keep up with that's going to be uh, uh, a little bit more onto their um, fatigue and, yeah. and run through the season where Leverkusen can – they've got Europa, but they can really focus in on the Bundesliga yeah, as definitely well. definitely so. All right, uh, we'll move to the game I told you. Uh, this should have been – we should have taken – We out. saw it coming. This should have been a second mortgage game and <laughs> made us some money. Uh, we knew this line was off. Uh, and we we did put money. We both won money yeah. on this game. But it's one of those where I think we saw the advantage. We didn't take full advantage of it. Brighton went into Manchester United and uh, lit them up. Yeah. They, they're they just a better football team yeah. right United now. United has just proven time and again that they are not ready to be top four this year. Yeah. I'm curious. What do you think? Is it just the names? Because if this had been like, if we had watched Brighton and their name was Arsenal, yeah, and we had gotten this line, oh yeah, we would have emptied. We would have emptied. Had had, had Brighton not dropped that one to West Ham, yeah. I probably would have been way more over this. I still liked Brighton uh, because that was just a couple bad bounces yeah. that went their way in that West Ham game. But yeah, I think um, they they're potentially one of the best teams outside of Man City. Yeah. It, it's just one of those things I, I was thinking about gambling-wise where I'm like, that was an opportunity. It was an opportunity. We made money. You yeah. can't be. But it's one of those where. When both the score was 4-1. to one. Yeah. that's I had that, and I yeah. was like, you know, that. And you know they're going to get one goal. That was our advantage. You didn't take full advantage, and we'll probably, you yeah. know, lose two or three games in the next week. That cancel that out when that could have been our bankroll for the freaking year. And I'm like, you know, if that name isn't Brighton at Man United and it's Arsenal and you just visually watch them play, no jersey, There's, it's just one of those weird gambling things. Yeah. You hear Brighton at Man United and you're like, you can't do that. <laughs> and then you... Just watch the teams. I mean, as soon as it kicked off, I was like, Brighton's a better football team than oh, yeah. win in this game. Uh, you know, I was more nervous that I wasn't going to get my 4-1, to one, and Man U wasn't going to get their cheap goal at the end, but they got their cheap goal at the end. Uh, next one, uh, that sort of... Uh, Saved a couple of our plays. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. The Brighton play was almost wiped out instantly by this yeah. one. Uh, Tottenham could not get a goal. They... They dominated the game. Couldn't finish a point. Uh, at home. Yeah, at home. Sheffield got the cheesy goal that, uh, you know, just sits there and you know. You're like, yep, 
And then they this just sat back and uh, and uh, Tottenham pulled it out of their ass. <laughs> somehow, one, we got to say, somehow the game went 15 extra minutes in injury time. Well, it was funny. They they uh, they went past the injury time before one of those goals. So, yes. uh, a little curious there. But, nonetheless, Tottenham got two goals, I think, in the 97th minute. And the uh, 101st, I think. 101st, 102nd. Uh, and then they got another one. Yeah. So, uh what do you make of Tottenham here? Uh, you look at it and you're like, why do I, you need 98th minute goals well, for I, Sheffield at home? But there's something too fighting through where Charleston got on there, created both those yeah, goals. It was good to see him back in, uh, in and, action and playing well. Um, and Brendan Johnson for the, got probably on there Probably for the first too. time since yeah. he's played well for the Spurs since he's shown up. Yeah. I, <laughs> the, what? 10, 15-minute stretch was probably his best stretch as a Spurs uh, player. So, yeah, it's good to not lose those games. Uh, that's one that would have sat with them the Certainly rest of Certainly for us. <laughs> that would have sat with them the rest of their season, probably sat with us the rest of our <laughs> season. Um, there's got to be some concern, though, uh, because if you want to be a top dog, this is one that never has to be in doubt, yeah. and it was very much in doubt. Um, and... I, I don't know. I, I, I like my Spurs, and uh, they've been much better this year. Uh, the Parasig injury yeah. sucks because uh, he's been actually pretty pretty useful this year. Um, I'm interested to see how they come out. they got a big, big match at home against Arsenal this week yeah. uh, that I'm looking forward to. Um, Arsenal's been winning games, but they haven't looked great doing it. This is a chance for Tottenham to really make their statement. Um, but they're going to have to come out better than they did against the Blades. Yeah, and we'll transition to Arsenal. Yeah. Uh 1-0 versus Everton. They dominated the game. Couldn't really I tell you score. what though. I, I, the, the what I was going to ask is, you know, they never win in Everton. Now, granted, Everton is probably getting relegated this year. Awful. That's <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. What do you judge here? I I mean, Arsenal struggles at Everton, but Everton has been a top 8 side for, you know, their 100 years of existence in the Premier League. But they're League. terrible this year. But the last three years, they've been atrocious. And this year, it might go beyond atrocious. So what do you make of this? It, it's, it just sort of it's looked the same as Arsenal of gear, where Lynn has been there. They're just struggling to get goals across. They can't find goals. Yeah, I mean, they're creating opportunities, and they're just swinging and missing, swinging and missing, and can't finish. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see... Like I said, they're playing the Spurs this week, and, and the Spurs Well, that's, uh, too, you, you know, Everton's uh, incapable of taking advantage of scoring goals. But, uh, you know, Arsenal's given up the cheap ones all year yeah. as well. That's I tell you what, Tottenham's defense is lacking a little bit. Yeah. If Arsenal's going to get some goals, it's it, it, it needs to come against Tottenham. Yeah. And uh, which I think it's going to be a good matchup, though. Do we make anything of the goalkeeper change uh, for Arsenal? I, I mean, it got news, but I think once they brought in, they paid for well, a that's 30, not why they're struggling. Yeah, that's why I was like, they paid for a $30 million goalkeeper. What did you think was going to happen? They they sort of told you what they thought, yeah. but, you know, the, everything in the EPL gets blown out of proportion. But I'm like, if they paid $30 million for a goalkeeper, they clearly were unhappy with the one that was sitting in there. Yeah. So I, I don't make much of it. Uh, you know, a little weird comments afterward where Arteta was uh, talking about pulling goalkeepers and switching them mid-game. Uh, I don't know if that 
actually is going to happen, then we probably do have some talking points if he starts rotating goalkeepers mid-game. Yeah. But uh, I'm curious. I, I think I'm curious about this Arsenal-Tottenham game because... It, I, I definitely think we could see some goals. Yeah, I think that's the chance, but we haven't might, seen might Arsenal be a, score. It might be a pyramid yet. opportunity. It might be a pyramid opportunity. I definitely think that's coming from you. I'll have to see <laughs> what the odds are. I haven't looked... Like I said, the pyramid opportunity in like Leverkusen Munich was not there uh, because I think it started out at like two to one at four goals. So um, let's go to Spain. I, I talked about Atletico Madrid uh, on last week's show, and they needed to go in there to sort of remain in touch and win games on the yep. road. Took um, care of business. No, they were awful. <laughs> they lost three zero. Oh wait, who we? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking at the wrong matches. Yeah. No, they they lost. They were terrible. They did I was the, thinking the other Madrid. Oh, yeah. No, they went in and played sort of crappy. And <laughs> they won. did their Madrid thing. I'm which, sorry. Uh, Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid. Yeah, I probably just said Madrid, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Atletico Madrid went to Valencia and was uh, atrocious. Uh, do we just write this team off as an actual contender to Barcelona and Real Madrid? Barcelona's started to look a, a little bit smoother, and Real Madrid uh, never looks smooth but always wins, and Atletico Madrid goes into Valencia and lays a complete egg and loses 3 uh, nothing. Um, I thought at the beginning of the year this Atletico Madrid could challenge for La Liga, but this is twice now in the first four games of the season yeah. where they've gone on I think we talked about it in the futures that garbage. Uh, we were looking at the odds uh, for top finish, not counting yeah. Madrid and Barcelona. And we were like, hey, Atletico's yeah. pretty good. And uh, it's not looking great. No. Uh, they win at home, but they still do this stupid road thing. And I, I'm borderline writing them off for, you know, even being in contention of La Liga, especially with the way uh, Barcelona sort of looked uh, of late. And then, uh, you know, Real Madrid just does their Real Madrid thing and yeah. wins ugly every <laughs> week. Um <clears throat> I think, other than the EPL, the Syria had the biggest games of the weekend. I yeah. I told you about Juventus and Laszlo. Uh, I didn't want you to let me take Juventus, and then of course uh, I didn't. And Juventus played like I, <laughs> yeah. as they always do, and it's been good. And I should have gone after it because Laszlo had also the Champions League game on the week. They didn't throw a, a total full lineup coming off international break, but Juventus good. Other than that. Uh, well, I think the one game you bet them on where they went on the road and yeah. uh, sort of stubbed their toe, but Juventus continues to play pretty good football here. Yep. Um, do you think, uh, do you put them in the contender? We'll get to Milan and, uh, you know, Napoli here, but you sort of throw Juventus back into that contender yeah. type of territory yeah, I think in so. Syria. I mean, or... we saw that they were, you know, coming on at the end of last season yeah. as well, uh, and I think they picked up right where they left yeah. off. I, I'm, I'm looking at them here. Uh, Inter versus AC Milan, it, it was all Inter Milan. I was a little disappointed with AC's uh, production, but, you know, we saw there was some guys out. Yeah. Uh, uh, the thing I talked about, too, Inter's just sort of owned Milan over the last couple of years. I don't know why it is. I hit all my goal bets. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that did happens when Inter uh, scores five. But, uh, you know, uh, I, there's not a ton to break down because it sort of played out. I don't think 5-1, but Inter's just sort of owned uh, Milan. Well, I mean, they come out, they got 2-0 two, lead, yeah. and then it was 2-1, and then 3, and then they yeah. immediately got that answer, yeah. and 3-1, and just buried them. It's just sort of been how it's been. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, 
Milan had a handful of guys coming back off international break. Yeah. They threw Pulisic and stuff out there who I, I think uh, there was fatigue. Well, there was quite a bit of traveling for him yes. as well. And uh, it wasn't just him. They have a handful of you know yeah. other guys. Plus, they had Champions League. I know Inter did too, but uh, it, it's just Inter zoned it. I wasn't totally shocked. I was a little shocked by the uh, five goals uh, scored by Inter. But nonetheless, uh, I think the main thing I want to get into, uh, you could use international break here too, but uh, Napoli went to Genoa 2-2. This is, you know, they lost that game at home to Laszlo, who's... Yeah. Been not good so far. Napoli hasn't this. looked good since the close of Champions League and last year. And then Napoli comes back off international break, two two versus Genoa. Uh, are you know we talked about maybe Napoli falling back to the pack? New coach. I, I know a lot of the players there. They started out pretty good the first game or two, but how much do you put on a lot of their guys coming back from international break not having legs? Champions League midweek, road game here to maybe Napoli. This is sort of the fallback. Yeah, I I think this is a little bit of a fallback. Um, You know, we were both big on them in Champions League last year, and uh, they made it to quarters, semis, semis, and and then just really just got beat down and uh, haven't recovered from that. No. As from what I can tell, and uh, I, I just think there's some other teams that look much better. You still favor them to be in the top four? I haven't seen enough depth out of uh, Syria. I thought there'd be more depth, uh, but you know, with Florentina selling yeah. a handful of their guys, uh, Atlanta hasn't looked all that smooth. We mentioned Laszlo hasn't looked great. Yeah, they might. Be. So I think they still yeah. sort of. I, I think we're getting a a sort of traditional Syria top four of you know Juventus, yeah. the Milans, and maybe Napoli in there. I, I'm not totally worried, but. This one gave me more pause. They should be able to go to Genoa and win off international break or not. Coming off the Laszlo, who's, you know, went to Juventus, looked like garbage. Basically have looked like garbage every game, but the one versus Napoli. Speaking of garbage, (laughs) it's not on our list today, but I wanted to throw one more out there. All right, throw it out there. What are your thoughts on PSG? (laughs) I was in between. Are you still looking at other teams to win French League? I am because Monaco had another good week. (laughs) I will say this. I... I, I kicked myself with Brighton. I very much, I stared at that Nice win, both to score, very, very. Hey, hard. I got I got Mbappe two plus at yeah. three to one, which I, I thought was pretty solid. I got uh, although one was a really yes. cheap goal. Yeah, I got the Mbappe uh, two plus. Uh, granted, uh, it seemed like they just gave him a free one there at the end to uh, pump up the uh, stats. Uh, but nonetheless, but yeah, she's struggling. Yeah. Uh, I can't. That's what I can't say. I'm surprised because I stared very hard at the Nice, and I was like, "PSG's going to just crap the bed here." I know it, but then I'm like, "Nice, a good team, but hadn't been playing well." Yeah. I should have pulled the trigger, just throw a little bit on it. But yeah, uh, there's a lot of talent on PSG. <laughs> that's what gives me pause. Yeah, but. It might be one of those things where they turn it off way too many times and, and Monaco just doesn't drop enough games. I think Monaco's about the only one that could challenge. And, you know, I know last week I said PSG too much talent. but Yeah. If they turn it <laughs> off enough and the focus switches to Champions League too. That's the other thing. Yeah. I'm wondering if let's win Champions or try to win Champions League here because – 
The other thing, I, I think a lot of these teams will break down Champions League games next week. But, you know, I there are flaws in Munich. There are flaws in Real Madrid. I mean, Barcelona hasn't been relevant in Europe in four years. These teams at the top, other than Man City, I, I think you'd say are all vulnerable. So maybe PSG looks to that and says, maybe we if we can just get to the yeah. semis, we can see if we can make a name for ourselves now that's looking, you know, six months ahead. We, <laughs> yeah, you know, they could draw the bad end of the stick in the knockout rounds. They sort of draw, drew the bad end of the stick in the group stage. Uh, but, yeah, interesting. Still like Monaco, I will say. Monaco, 3-0 win. Uh, looked good again. But, yeah, uh, I, I'm mostly just mad I didn't take my niece. It was, it was a week of bets I should have made and decided against uh, for no reason. I think the Friday thing threw me off too uh, a, a little bit. I wasn't prepared to start wagering large numbers uh, on Friday. Uh, nonetheless, wager zone in the books for this week. Uh, we'll get all our picks out. Dynamite David will have uh, his uh, NFL uh, short for Thursday night out on yeah. Thursday. Uh, I think he's going to try to combine all his picks into one uh, total show. So soccer, NFL, college football this week. Be on the lookout for that on Win and Daily. Uh, I will get my college football and soccer picks out. The goal, NFL. Uh, we will try to get done before 11.30 on Sunday. Uh, we haven't been great on that. Uh, so We. Well, yes, you have been perfectly fine. I have not. Uh, I've basically been scrambling and having to make 750 bets on four different sports books uh, until right before kickoff. So the goal, NFL for me, done by Saturday, maybe out Sunday but done and recorded. Uh, I'll get definitely college football and soccer. We've been able to get that out. But goal, NFL for me. I think we're going to get one combined show for you, but you've gotten them out. Be sure to be on the lookout for Winning Daily and all our other shows. Like, subscribe, find us wherever you can listen to podcasts. That's our show, and we're out. This is airport information, Mike. Wind at 320 degrees at 6, temperature. This where I'm going to land. Only the word is crash.